welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I have to confess something. (laughs) I have not put any thought or time into renaming this podcast from the Wake Up Your Warrior podcast like I told you I would (laughs) two weeks ago. Um, So I promise that I am committing to doing that this week. And just let whatever comes through, comes through. I've played with a few concepts and a few words. The word embodying, embodied keeps coming up because all of the work that I do and I teach and I'm passionate about has to do with embodying the way that you want to feel. Embodying how you feel in the present moment and feeling safe to feel that is really getting out of your head and getting into your body using a variety of different types of movement techniques or somatic practices or whatever to help you shift your nervous system, to help you get out of that survival state of fight, flight, or freeze and drop into safety state. And we cannot think ourselves there we really have to feel ourselves there. And there are different ways that we can tap into the feeling and tap into embodying that. So that word keeps coming up and I'm just playing with how to what how to put it together. So that's where I'm at with the name. So currently I am sitting in a closet um, in Florida at with my mom. My mom and I are here in Florida staying for a a week or so. And I decided to come into the closet to record because it's a little less echoey, a little quieter. I I am multitasking. I have an LED face mask on my head and face right now. And basically, just to give you a visual, this basically looks like the Jason hockey mask from the scary movie. I think that's what it is. Is it Michael Myers in Halloween or is it Jason? I think it's Jason. I look like I'm wearing a white hockey mask that is lit up with red lights. So it looks even more terrifying. And here I am just beautying as we do in the tw- in the 21st century. Um, not a, this is not an ad for anything, obviously, because that'd be a pretty terrible description um, or promotion for this product. But anyway, I'm looking at my reflection in my phone as I'm recording this intro to you right now, and it's hilarious. Do you want me to post a photo on Instagram? I'm going to embarrass myself and just do it. But anyway, you know, collagen and getting circulation and all the things helping with my skin. So we'll see if it's working. I'm not 100% sure. All right, let's get to the point. So today I have the rest of the conversation, part two of last week. Last week, last, last week's podcast episode was really all about burnout misconceptions, like what I got wrong about burnout recovery, what I thought it was, what I thought it should be, and how I was wrong about that. And so today's conversation is talking about what burnout recovery really felt like, really is like uh, from my perspective. And in many ways, it was so much better, so much more real, so much deeper than 
I thought it would be starting out on this journey 10 years ago. And to be completely honest, the work that I have done to help me overcome burnout, the many different times I was burnt out for the many different reasons, whether it was from work stress, overcommitting, imposter syndrome, um, not having good boundaries in my time, in my relationships, my relationship with work in general, how I was being when I it came to work, how I took on and became the identity of if I'm not hustling, if I'm not working all the time, if I'm not working hard enough, if I'm not being productive enough, then I'm not deserving of what I want. Then I'm not deserving of being able to rest. And that was a really toxic, limiting belief that somehow I had adopted along the way. And it was a major cause of my burnout. I've also been burnt out from relationship stress, financial stress, um, mental health crisis, living with and trying to care for a sick family member who did not want to be cared for um, because of mental health reasons. So there have been many, many reasons, but I feel that the work burnout belief system I've had has been one that has been very layered and very deep and deep in my subconscious, deep in my nervous system, and has really come up again and again and again for me to learn, for me to break patterns, break limiting beliefs, and rewire. And I feel like I'm finally getting a handle on it over the last few years, and so I'm ready to share all that. And I am sharing all of that. I'm actually doing a free class specifically on the underlying reasons why you keep burning out because of work again and again and how to really dive into this, how to really break this. So if you're interested in attending that free class, it'll be live, but I'll also be sending out the replay, of course, because I have many of you all over the world. And sometimes the time zone doesn't really work out for us, especially because I am a grandma and I can barely stay awake past 8 p.m. in the winter months when it's dark. So I get that. So sign up. There's a link in the show notes below and you'll get all the details um, and you can find out a little bit more about it. And it's going to be a really great class. I keep coming back to this idea and this this concept I'm going to be talking about, which is our relationship with work, how we are being inside of our work, our job, the scenario, what that looks like, what that what we believe about what that needs to look like in order for us to feel safe, productive, meaning, uh, have meaning, have purpose, be perfect, whatever is driving that underlying belief. And so it's going to be a powerful workshop. I'm excited. All right. So without further ado, here is the audio Uh, for today's podcast and it's going to be great it's going to give you a really good idea of what burnout recovery feels like looks like um and my experience with it from personal experience and also helping dozens and dozens of clients through this i hope you enjoy it and i hope to see you in the workshop next week bye to become more of who you are that's really what it is it's not even to become a better you it's to become more of the true you 
without all of the BS that we have accumulated over all these years. Your body wants to partner with your mind and your inner life force, or what I like to call what makes you come alive. But we have been out of practice for this for a very long time, which is why we're all here. But when you shift your energy and your mentality and you build your trust muscle and you nourish yourself, you can shift how you show up in your life. In the big moments, but more importantly, in the small, everyday, in-between moments that are seemingly insignificant, but are really what it's all about. And when you do that, things like what I'm about to share with you are possible for you as well. So these are some of my personal experiences of how breaking through burnout has impacted my life. So number one, I've let go of the struggle and what I was making the struggle mean. So basically, I stopped making things harder than they needed to be. Personally, I know if something is feeling like I have to force it, whether it's writing an email or making a phone call or paying a bill or making a course, a program, being in a relationship with someone, if something is feeling like force or meeting a lot of resistance when I think about that thing, this has become a flag for me. A flag that I need to look deeper within myself about what my body is communicating to me that it needs. Usually it's something that needs to be validated um, or accepted or loved or approved of or there's a fear there, fear of being rejected or fear of failing. So whatever need I identify, I use the somatic tools to really help me identify what that is in the first place. Again, sober me up so that I can tap into my subconscious um, so I can get into that deeper part of my nervous system and give me, and, I, and it's not for me to seek that in those things, but it's for me to give myself that need in a loving way. So if I am, you know, procrastinating, let's just say writing an email and I can't get myself to do it. And instead of judging myself or shaming myself or feeling really bad about myself, like, wow, you can't get yourself to write this email. You're, you suck. <laughs> um, I will use the somatic tools to help me connect to myself to see where, what is in this resistance? What is in where, where, what is in the space of where I am and writing this email that is this invisible resistant energy. And I can identify it's because I don't think it's going to be good enough or I'm afraid how this person's going to react or what if I, it doesn't give me the outcome that I'm looking for. So it's a fear or it's a fear of rejection or it's needing to be validated. So I give that to myself. I give that to myself. I do that through resourcing. I do that through connecting to myself. I do that through giving myself, I do that through havening. I do that through EFT. I can, we have many, many tools. 
then my body releases it. I know it's released because I feel a lightness. I feel a release of tension. And it's almost like a doorway suddenly appears where before there was just a blank wall. And I feel a spark or an idea or get an inspiration for what my next step is inside and I walk through that doorway. I trust it and I do it. Even if it seems small, even if it seems weird, even if it seems silly, I do it. Because that to me, I trust is representing what I need to show myself that I can move through this. And that's how I work through this. Another thing that I noticed is I've gotten braver to admit to myself what it is that I truly want in my life, for my work, for my, for fun, for my relationships, for where I want to travel, for my finances, for my home, for what clothes I want to wear, as, as small or as big as you would, as, as anything you could think of. And I find the answers to the question of what do you want in this scenario or in this dream or in this vision or in this goal, I find the answers becoming clearer and clearer every time I ask myself the question because I am allowing myself to believe that I can actually have that thing, that life, that outcome, that feeling as opposed to believing my limiting thoughts in my head telling me that I can't have it. Another thing that's come up for me around being braver to admit to myself what it is I really want is that I have the freedom to change my mind if I decide I don't want it anymore. And this one goes back to the first time I was burnt out when I got my dream job and then a few months later, I felt the worst that I had ever felt in my entire life. And I associated when I get what I want, I still get burnt out. So what's the point of getting what you want? What's the point of even saying what you want when it's possible that you could get burnt out by it, that you could get depressed, that you could still get, you know, that you could still feel horrible. And that wired itself into my nervous system where I was afraid to say what I wanted because if I got it and I didn't want it anymore or it made me miserable, then what? So I looked at that and I worked it through and I used the tools and I decided to write a new belief and I decided to make a different choice about what I choose for that to mean. And I rewired that on a um, somatic level. So that when I ask myself the question, what do you want in this situation? And I feel that same um, stimulation of energy. It feels a little bit like angst and anxiety. It's very, very low now, but I know exactly what that is. I know exactly where that's coming from. And I can create safety in my body and I can meet myself where I'm at and I can help remind myself we've created a new belief about this and this belief is serving us and then I go through the process that I just shared with you before the process that we're all working through
Another thing that is real for me in being burnout free is that I am more present in my moments all day. It's still a conscious, intentional choice, but it has become my normal choice instead where before I was always thinking about what I had to do, like what I had to do next or counting down the minutes until I could leave to go home and rest. And I noticed this especially with my level of enjoyment and connection when I'm, you know, in, in groups of people, when I'm in with friends, when I'm with family. At my worst, I really struggled with being away from my house for too long because if a wave of exhaustion hit me during the day, I wanted to be able to be home. Or when I hit my limit for being around people <laughs> for the day or for the night, which years ago was a lot um, smaller, like my capacity to be in groups and out was a lot smaller and it has expanded a lot over the last couple of years. Um, but I always wanted to be, you know, easy access to being home so that I could just be in a comfortable, safe space. But it used to occupy my mind the entire time I was out, so I wasn't able to be present. I was kind of always thinking like, well, when is it acceptable for me to go home? Or when am I going to start to feel anxious? And I was never really present. It was kind of feeling the build of anxiety the entire time and then counting down the minutes until I could leave. Leave to go home to do what? To stress out, to, sorry, to stress eat, to numb out, to binging on a TV series, which was never fulfilling, but it was, it allowed me to not feel that anxiety anymore. You know what I mean? Coping mechanism that wasn't serving me. But now I understand that I feel this way when my nervous system is activated because I, in this situation of being out, I don't feel like I've worked hard enough or something in me doesn't feel like I deserve to be there. I don't deserve to have that social or leisure time because I didn't accomplish enough, I didn't work hard enough, I, in the past it was I don't look good enough, I'm not fit enough. So if I sense this energy coming up, I know what tools I can use to nourish this part of me. And FYI, the solution is not to work more or to work out more or to diet harder or to avoid these situations. It is giving, the solution is giving myself permission to be there and reinforcing, reinforcing my self-worth that I do deserve to enjoy life, period. Life because, life outside of work, life outside of dessert, uh, life outside of this arbitrary earning um, check off or gold star list that I have somehow created in my subconscious mind. Something else, which is fantastic, <laughs> which is really one of the major reasons why I started this work, is that I have more energy than ever before and I sleep really well. <laughs> I sleep so well. And I wake up to a recharged body and a recharged mind each morning. Just by releasing many of the blocks that I just spoke about, the last few points that I made, 
did my energy start to return on a mental and an emotional level? Purely by releasing the stuff about work and the stuff about just holding me back created space in my mental and emotional, um, you know, picture, so to speak, my mental and emotional space. <clears throat> um, and by releasing thinking about like food 24 seven, or just when I was going to work out or counting calories, um, or even just, again, like what I was deserving of doing in terms of working and playing. Um, yeah, that all freed up so much space in my energy so that I can now fill that empty space with exciting thoughts, um, interesting ideas, hobbies, things that light me up, things that bring out my like favorite versions of myself. So that has been an incredible shift for me that I just see developing more and more and more. I think this is number four that we're on. Um, all of the emotions and the habits that I used to shame and blame myself for, like procrastinating and anxiety and low motivation and resistance, thought rumination, shame, negative thinking, avoidance, they, I have a transformed perspective for. I've kind of already said this, but these emotions, these energies that I sense in my body that come up, these are the guiding lights that help me figure out what I need and what I want faster than ever when I unpack the boxes. I just mixed two metaphors. I'm sorry, but you know what I'm saying. When I feel them, I know that I have to open the box that it's a sign to tune into myself and feel what that message is to help me take the next step forward. Number five is I work less, I work smarter, and I take holidays off without any guilt or stress. And this one was a hard one to release, you guys. This one was a hard one and a lot of relearning lessons over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And over again with this one. I've shifted this so much really in the last two years especially. I will give thanks in a weird way, in a backwards way, to COVID and the lockdown for this because it really helped me, I guess gave me the space and time to shift this. Um, but I've become incredibly grateful for any time that I choose, decide to give myself to not work. And I really make the most of those moments. So I no longer, um, what I used to find myself doing was when I was sitting here working all the time, I would be just dreaming about and wishing like, oh, I wish I could take time off. I wish I could just, you know, be able to relax. I wish I could take that vacation. I wish I could hang out with my friends more. But then when I was doing those things, when I was on vacation or when I was meeting up with friends, when I was at family parties, I would be dwelling on the fact that I didn't deserve it, that I didn't work hard enough for it, and I would never let myself enjoy it. It was always like whenever I got home, there was a punishment 
Like I would work extra hard or I would stress eat or I would just shame and blame myself with thoughts. It was not a good combination at all. And it never left me feeling fulfilled in either place. Like I, when I, when I was here, I wanted to be here. When I was over here, I thought I didn't deserve it. So I needed to be back over here and I could never <laughs> be any particular place. And now it's a totally different energy. And I feel like I can truly savor moments more than ever. When I'm working, I'm really intentional about work. And when I'm not working, I'm really intentional and present about whatever it is I'm doing in that moment. This one's a funny one. <laughs> this next one. I've never felt more bored or lonely in my life. <laughs> and it's a good thing. Why is it a good thing? I know it sounds strange, but this work has allowed me to create more room mentally, physically, emotionally for what I truly want and expand my life instead of filling the empty spaces with working and overeating and binging TV series or just keeping busy for the sake of keeping busy or just coming up with, you know, dumb projects or dumb goals or things that I just came up with to fill the time, because again, I had this whole thing with not deserving to enjoy my life. So <laughs> this has opened up a space, allowing me to, like allowing these emotions to actually come to the surface and have moments where I feel bored or have moments where I feel like, wow, I feel really lonely right now. I wish I could hang out with someone. I wish I had a partner. I wish that I had more friends, I wish I did more social things, I wish I could meet new people. That is, I know it sounds really funny saying it out loud, but this is new for me. <laughs> it's, I'm for the first time allowing myself to feel these ways where before I would have covered it up with all of those, you know, with more work, essentially. That's what I would have done. But because I've allowed myself to feel these, I'm also allowing myself to fulfill the, these needs with things that are truly life enhancing um, and beautiful. Like for instance, I traveled to Washington this past year in 2022 for a hiking trip for an entire month. Yeah, I would have never let myself do that in a million years before start a new hobby. Like I started playing tennis more. I started playing tennis with my neighbor, taking time out of the day to do that, joining a tennis group clinic, um, going salsa dancing in New York City, hosting neighbors and friends over at my home for dinner, making time to cook dinner <laughs> for people and having that and hosting them. Um, going, you know, and spending a few days with some family or with some friends, a few days and nights at a time, not being at home meeting new people in situations where I would have never even thought to introduce myself before, looking for ways where I can meet new people. These are all very new things for me. And it's because I feel okay feeling these uncomfortable ways, trusting that I can resource myself and that I can bring what I need and give it to myself and it is powerful guys it is probably the one of the most powerful things on this list and this is my last one my capacity for joy and gratitude and happiness and inner peace has grown so 
deeply. I feel these incredible emotions on such powerful levels and I can find them within me with much more ease than I ever did before. And I think the biggest shift about this is that I can tap into these energies, these emotions, without something external needing to happen for me to feel them. Like I no longer need a person or an event or a gift or something to happen um, for me to open myself up to feeling those ways. I can tap into them, I can create them for no reason, for no reason at all, but I choose to feel that way. And this is new for me. This is new in the last like one to two years for me to do with intention. I think I was, you know, I think subconsciously and unintentionally we might be doing this, but intentionally doing this is so powerful and honestly is a practice and is a skill. Before this, I had to really, I had to use physical movement and I still use physical movement um, at times, but before it, I had to move my body. I had to work out. I had to move my energy physically enough to get my endorphins up to be able to tap into these levels of, of joy and gratitude and just like feeling invigorated and all of that. But now in between our somatic experiencing and orienting and resourcing and EFT, somatic visualization, which I've gotten better at, by the way, I've gotten much, it's become much more effective for me with somatic visualization and even meditation after having done all of this somatic work. So that's also cool. But I can tap into these emotions regardless of what is going on around me and I can resource them within myself. How I live my days now are something I would have never thought possible for me even just a few years ago. I used to have so much self-doubt, so much constant worry and fear, so much stress, so much anxiety, so much depression, burnout. I would just cycle through these things, you know, every few months or every few years. And I just thought this is, I'm just deal with it. This is just how it is. But I know now that these tools, these methods have really freed me. And I will be straight up honest with you. Living life on the other side of burnout feels freeing. It feels empowering. It feels like you can count on yourself. It feels like everything I've ever wanted it to feel and more. And it feels fucking incredible. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it because I want you to feel this and I want you to get here in your own time, but I want you to see what's possible for you. I want you to see what there is to look forward to. Um, and it's incredible. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Uh, I'm going to leave a few journaling questions below for you to reflect, for you to connect to what this brought up with you. Did it trigger you? Did it inspire you? What came up? Let's dive into it. See you soon.